Hello and welcome to the Worker Placement Podcast, the gaming podcast that's recorded while I drive to work. I am your host, Jake Talapic, and it is a Monday morning, a chill yet brisk Monday morning as we slide into the final week of February here. And I was thinking about what I should talk about today, and I decided that I get a lot of questions from people who want to start game groups or start having groups of their own wherever they might be, and they're like, what, what, how do I do that? I'm not going to go through how to start a group, because if you really want to start a group, the best ways to do it are get on local public forums, post some flyers, And then you just have to go be a host at wherever you decide to host the game group. But, uh, you know, that's not really what I want to talk about today. What I want to talk about today is, for a board game group, here are a couple games that I recommend you have in your bags so that, uh, you know, you've got these. They're easy to learn, early, um, I don't want to say beginner. That's really a bad word. Like, I still enjoy these games, and I've been playing them for years. So games that anyone of any level in the hobby can enjoy that you can usually get to the table and play. So the first game, and this game, honestly, is probably on my table almost every other week because people just like playing this game. It's social. It's cooperative. It's funny, it's fun, it's conversational, and that's Mysterium. So, uh, if you don't know what Mysterium is, it's basically uh, Team Clue with, like, really abstract art cards, alright? So, highly recommend picking up Mysterium, go check it out, watch some videos on it. Very easy game to teach and to play. Yeah, so Mysterium, definitely in the top list of, of things I would recommend you pick up for starting a game group. Next on the list, I would recommend King of Tokyo. King of Tokyo is essentially Battle Yahtzee. Players play as monsters, and they're battling each other for control of uh, Tokyo. And on your turn, you roll these dice, you get up to three or two more re-rolls. And based on whatever the dice show, you get to collect certain goods or attack each other. And the game ends when the last person is standing, essentially. So, good, easy game to teach. Accessible, fun, exciting, energetic. Uh, In that same vein, if you want to play something with a little bit of a different flavor, a little more team-based, there is Bang the Dice Game, which has very similar game mechanic, but you actually play in these hidden role teams and you're working with somebody, but you might not know who. So good, good game as well. Recommend both of those. Uh, Next is a game that has won numerous awards. The year it came out, it, I believe it won the Spiel de Yaris, and that is Codenames. Codenames is a team-based game where a grid of 25 words is laid out, and each team selects a clue giver. That clue giver gets a list of those words in that grid, 
and then they must get their team to guess that those words, but only giving one word clues to get them. So if, let's say that the clues were banana and sun, or or the, those are the ones you need to guess. I might say yellow two because I think two cards go with the clue yellow, and then my team has to hopefully guess that and not submarine. Got it. So that's the that's the concept of the game. So. Uh, that one's on my table a lot. I do recommend that one. Another game that I think is great for kind of introductory players that is small, this is easy to carry around, is Love Letter. Love Letter is a micro game in which players on their turn have one card in their hand. They draw one card, and now they have to play one of two cards. And... Uh, effectively, you're trying to eliminate everyone from the game. Each round takes less than five minutes, more like two minutes, and uh, you reset and play. Enough, you play a couple of rounds until someone's won four rounds or whatever. So, a lot of fun. It's it's very clever for only like 27 cards, I think, or something like that. So, uh, very very simple. Easy, again, that's the kind of the theme here. Simple, easy to teach games that express different levels and elements of the hobby. Our next one is a drafting game, if you will, and that's Sushi Go or Sushi Go Party. Uh, this is a great, great game because it introduces people to the drafting genre of games, which is extremely popular and very fun, very accessible, with a lot of depth in that field. So there's a, like easy games would be Sushi Go, but then you've got games that get into more and more depth the further down the line, like Among the Stars or I think Fields of Green or was one that came out the other year. Um, I can't remember, or Green Pastures, ah, shoot, I can't remember the name of the game. Anyways, uh, there's a lot of room to move in this genre, and so I think it's a great, great game for, for people to get a flavor for that. And Sushi Go, you can literally pick up and teach in like 30 seconds, and people know what they're doing, because the cards are very big, bright, bold, and they tell you exactly what they do. It's very, very uh, well spelled out. Uh, next game on the list, I want a deck builder on the list. The problem with that is that if I, if I recommend Dominion, I, I don't really want to recommend Dominion. Because Dominion is a game that is touted as a beginner level game, but th this game has a lot going on. A lot that most players, even people who've played the game a few times, don't realize is going on. And so I don't really want to recommend it. But the problem is that I don't really want to recommend the other deck building game in my repertoire that hits my table a lot. Because it sounds selfish. But I'm going to anyway. So Grifters is the game I designed, and I recommend it. It is a very good introductory level deck builder style game uh it kind of is conversational it's a punch punch each other game so it definitely has a loose light element to it and it can start people down the road of, of deck builders 
Um, if I was to recommend a different deck builder, man, that's hard. Deck builders are hard. Probably, I would probably recommend the Harry Potter Hogwarts battle game uh, because it's cooperative. So you can help each other build decks. That That's what I'll say to the deck builder. One of those two games, um, I, I would definitely recommend having in the repertoire of, of games. Now, we've covered a lot of games. And the reason I wanted to just spout a bunch of games and not do like my top five, you know, is something so... I don't know, <laughs> uh, assumptive or uh, arrogant about making the top five list of games that you need to have for uh, your beginner group. But I want to give you a, a breadth of options, of flavors that you can visit and, and you know, put to the table. Um, another game that hits the table a lot I would recommend is uh, Splendor. Now, I personally... I personally wouldn't recommend Splendor anymore. There's a game that I think is better than Splendor, uh, but Splendor's always very available, and it definitely works. I would, before the second game, I would have always recommended Splendor, uh, which is a... It's an action selection game, where you... One of the actions you can choose is to select tiles, and it's a generation and kind of you got to plan ahead and know what you're doing a little bit uh, game, and people can somewhat block you in that. But um, outside of Splendor, I'd recommend um, Century Spice Road. I really think that that game is better than Splendor, um, and it's got more potential for depth. But it's probably just slightly less easy to teach than Splendor. So I recommend them both to you. You can kind of decide for yourself which one you want to go with, if you want to have something a little weightier or not. Um, I wouldn't say it's that much heavier. Like, that's really a stretch. But I do think it's a slightly better game. It also reminds me of a classic Milton Bradley game called Bizarre. came out in the 60s, I think. Uh, and re-implements some of that game that I really, really like. So recommend that. Uh, cooperative games. There is a game that hits my table all the time that's cooperative-ish. It's more of like a hit-and-roll game. It's a hit-and-roll game. And that is uh, Deception, Murder in Hong Kong. It's a game where players are given cards. They're in secret. They're on a team. They're either an investigator or the murderer. And a bunch of clue cards are given in front of each player. So four clues and four murder weapons, and at the beginning of the game, the murderer picks one clue, one weapon in front of themselves, and then the the lead investigator, who's called the forensic scientist, must give these clues to players to get them to guess that, but the trick is, is that the clues, uh, you don't really get to control them that well, and they're kind of vague, so it can be difficult for the uh, forensic scientist to figure out how to guide the team. So, there you go. Uh, really, really good game to throw on the list. Oh, let's see, we've got... Oh, dice drafting. Uh, dice drafting is one of my favorite mechanisms in games. Uh, there's several good dice drafting games out there. Um, but, if I had to pick one, 
I would probably have to say Sagrada. Sagrada is a phenomenal dice drafting game. Very easy to understand. You kind of build, you've got to cut. Would help if I could speak. I will try to speak correctly. Thank you. Now now I'm Captain Kirk. All right. Um, Sagrada, you've got a little board. It's like a puzzle that you have to figure out, but you only have access to certain pieces each round, and you're drafting these dice, so fun, fun game. Uh, final game I would throw on the list that gets on my table quite a bit is, and now this is going to be... This is, this is a tricky one. It's going to be the most expensive game on this list. Okay? Um, it's going to be the biggest box on this list. It's probably going to be the most confusing to people on the list at the beginning. But this game is so easy. It's so easy to understand. Hard, hard, hard to win. A cooperative game called Shadows Over Camelot. Uh, this game is a cooperative game with a traitor element... You're trying to uh, defend Camelot with the Knights of the Round Table. And, uh, you you know, players... Basically, the flow of the game is on your turn you do something bad, and then you get to do something good. That That's the whole game. The thing is, is that the bad things are always happening. And your good thing is usually so small, so minuscule. It's like, how can it even possibly help? But... You work together as a team to make it happen. So totally fun, totally good, totally winnable. So that would be my kind of shortcut list of games that I would recommend. If you're looking to start a game group, get those games. I mean, I could literally go on for hours because most of my collection fits into this this category of games for beginners. Like I could have thrown out Coup. Coup's a great one. Um... Animals on Board is another one that I love getting to the table. Takedo is another one I get, I get to the table a lot. Uh, what else? The Game, No Thanks, Six Nimit. Uh, what about maybe some heftier stuff? Azul, which is a newer game. That's a really good one. Uh, Red Seven. I don't get to the table as much. Red Seven. I don't 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 start with Red Seven. It's a good game though like games uh what else what else what else what else wordsy i've actually been enjoying quite a bit recently um oh high society that's a good one too check out high society it's a little bit of an older game uh but it's a uh, rainier kinitia and it's it's fantastic um yeah so i mean there's just there's so many good games that I, I don't want to limit you. Like, if you if you think Catan should be on this list, go ahead and get Catan. Uh, if you think Seven Wonders, if you think Carcassonne, if you think Ticket to Ride, Ticket to Ride should honestly probably be on this list. I recommend Ticket to Ride for your group. I don't personally like Carcassonne uh, as a beginner-level game. I don't personally like Catan as, at all. <laughs> that might be uh, rude of me, but that's that's just my flavor. Um, I mean, there, there's just so many games out there, you know, we get 500, 600 new games a year. Like it's crazy. The amount of new games that come out every year, something is bound to, to click or be good. I mean, I didn't even get into any dexterity games, you know, uh, attraction is great. Um, hamster roll is great. Uh, 
Junk art. Ooh, if you're going to get one dexterity and go get junk art, that's so accessible to people. So, again, this, this list could go on and on for days. So, at the end of the day, I bring one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I bring about seven games every week with me. I try and do a nice blend of different themes and genres of mechanisms and flavors and game lengths and stuff. Uh, I also do have a carry bag of micro games that I put in. So in my micro bag, I've got No Thanks, um, Love Letter, Codenames, Six Nimit, uh, The Game, Red Seven, Coup. Uh, so like in that one bag, I have like all those games. And I definitely recommend uh, in a bag like that for micro games. Oh, and Hanabi's in there too, but I wouldn't throw that on a beginner list. Um... I didn't even mention Worker Blazeman, but uh, Lords of Waterdeep is also a good game. Jeez, I, I, could, I gotta shut up at some point. What are the games you recommend? Like I said, I recommend seven, seven medium, medium weight games and then like a handful of little tiny box games. That seems to do me good every week. Uh, it covers me for anybody who's coming to the group and I can teach these games mostly very quickly. Um, the key to it, though, is no, 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 the games. If you bring a game, you have to, have to, have to be able to teach it. If you can't teach the game, please don't bring it. Um, it, it doesn't help anybody if you're sitting there trying to figure it out with everyone else. So, what games do you think should be on this list for beginners accessible games? Uh, let me know. Hit me up at TLAP on Twitter, Jake Slapic on Instagram, or go to www.tlap.com. Leave your comments and listen to all the episodes. Um, I am trying to switch over to a new podcast host. Uh, so things have been wonky the last couple days, uh, just because setting it up is kind of weird. I don't know. So, um, hopefully that will be up today with this episode. I will definitely keep you informed of what's going on. So until next time, friends, remember to play games and most importantly, have fun. Ciao.